0: I would say I am fueled so much by the desire to make my body as healthy and as strong and fit as it can possibly be, and not out of vanity, uh, but out of just this desire to see how far can the uh, body that God designed go.
1: Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy.
0: Jacob. Howdy. Good morning. Good morning to you. Thank
1: you for joining me for our Coaches Edition podcast. I'm excited to be here. This will be for May. um, Mm -hmm. And you kind of came up with a topic, so the coaches edition for people listening, and you guys know this, but um, I asked the coaches to kind of share on a subject that they feel passionate about, that they they feel will, will add value to our members and our listeners, and so what are we going to talk about today?
0: I want to talk about something that I believe is most fundamental to our gym, and that is what does it mean to glorify God by working out? What does it mean to glorify God by eating healthy? What does it mean to glorify God by coming in here day in and day out, getting a, doing a really hard workout, sweating a whole lot, and um, honoring Him in that way?
1: Yeah. So how'd you come? And I know you were going to talk about this, and that, I was really excited. I remember when you emailed to me, I thought this was a great topic. Um, how'd you come up with that? What led you to kind of feeling that was what you wanted to talk about?
0: I hear a lot and that we you know it's glorifying to God to work out come you know glorify God by doing this and uh, I even see some wonderful people in the CrossFit world who uh, they say that they're doing this workout and therefore putting God number one and it's I don't see a lot of explanation about how that actually takes place what that actually looks like by glorifying god by working out. It, it is something that is more intrinsic in us than just simply coming in here and working out. It's something uh that's on a heart level. Mm. And I I wanted to delve a little deeper into that. So yeah. That's what spawned that.
1: So tell me this, um what makes you in that cuz it sounds like you want to put some Xs and Os to it. Like you mm-hmm. want to um, like if there's somebody in here listening that's thinking, okay, Man, I love the sound of that. Like, I want to glorify God, but maybe I understand what you're saying. Like, what is, am I really glorifying God? Like, Mm -hmm. is that kind of where you're coming and saying like, hey, here's the how to, or are you asking more deeply into what it means? I would say I am looking for
0: one, how can you practically do it? Mm. How can you actually bring God glory um, by working out? Uh, and also uh, for uh, for those who you know this this might be a bizarre topic Uh, you know they're more accustomed to hearing glorify God at church Uh, you know coming to the gym uh, just so you know it is very glorifying to God it can bring him great glory in fact it's all throughout scripture uh, that what we're doing in here making ourselves leaner fitter stronger faster is not a vanity project but in fact it is a very
1: honoring thing to god you know it makes me think when i interviewed philip bethancourt several i mean maybe it's been a year um, and he was perfectly content for the majority of his adult life not exercising almost not like again he said you know i did this thing and until one day you know his wife had kindly got him i think six personal training sessions and it, but the scripture that really convicted him was where it was, he said it is of some value to do physical training. I think it's second Timothy, uh, but uh, of the most value to do spiritual training. Yes. And so he always used that as kind of that. But then he said, I, I never acknowledge that there's some value. I always put all my value in the spiritual training. I always mm-hmm. put all my value in building that spiritual yes. f- health, but But even Paul says there's some value, right? And that's kind of, and it was a really, if if anybody's listening, they want to go back and listen. It was really cool to hear Mm -hmm. Philip kind of unpack that a little bit. So what is, you know, in in kind of your research and the things that you've kind of looked into ahead of time, what are some of the things that stood out to you the most?
0: Um, Well, three passages that I looked at um, are Genesis uh, chapter um, one. Let's see. Uh, Genesis chapter one, verse 28 Uh, where it says that um, God commanded the earth uh, or commanded the people, uh, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every uh, living thing on the earth. And so what he's saying is have dominion and subdue it. Uh, This means uh, simply that we are to work, we're to work hard. Uh, It is a good thing and we get to reap the fruit of our work. Uh, and so he didn't, he didn't say, um, go about the earth, find really comfortable couches to sit on (laughs) and, you know, watch TV all day. Uh, he, he gave us duties, uh, that require labor. And so it's a good thing for our bodies to be strong and to healthy. And then I very reluctantly, uh, looked at what I have to confess is my least favorite book in the Bible, which is Song of Solomon. I every time I'm about to finish Ecclesiastes. I know, song. I dread it because Song of Solomon is coming, uh, and it's just not my cup of tea, but in the, it's a very good book and it should be studied a lot. And uh, to those who do have, have more of a theological mind, uh, you know that uh, the hermeneutical principle of that book is not about uh, allegorizing it. Uh, so we don't interpret it by a bunch of symbolism. Uh, it's a poem a pretty saucy poem at that, which talks about the beauty of the male and the female body and the delight that is found in it. And in fact, there's a lot of description, uh, keeping it more PG. Uh, that uh, the book certainly doesn't, uh, but keeping it more PG, uh, where we find that you know the woman is compared to so many things that are. Lean and curvy, strong and tan and beautiful, and the male is described in what can be no other terms but just, in our way, we call them jacked. I mean, he's <laughs> got arms, you know, made of pillars of gold. Uh, his uh, what? His body is a. I, like ivory alabaster something. So basically it's like it's hard It's lean and his legs are alabaster columns. So like he can probably squat 500. Yeah you know? <laughs> uh, And so you see these descriptions and bear in mind uh, Yes, uh, these were written by man, but they were also written by God You know, we know that God wrote through man in this so God is saying this and God is delighting in his creation We know he does it all the time and his delight in creation, as we see through Song of Solomon, is that the um, healthy, strong, fit body is a very, very good thing. Uh, and it brings God glory. He literally wrote practically a whole book about it. Um, and then we look at, I think, most poignantly, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through, and through 20, uh, that say that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that by this uh, we are not our own, Uh, that we were bought with a price, and ultimately we're to do all things for God's glory as um, us being this temple. And you look at the temples uh, that were written about quite boringly, but very descriptively uh, in the Old Testament, and you see that there's so much attention to detail on... The quality of the temple on the beauty of the temple the inside and the outside it's incredible it's extraordinary. you
1: know i love that you brought up three entirely different places right mm-hmm. um you have creation the beginning genesis uh, song of solomon and then you know in, first, in corinthians. first corinthians i think that's it shows these three in, in really three different ways right mm-hmm. three different illustrations so If I'm somebody who's listening to the podcast right now and I think, okay, wow, you're intriguing me with this idea, this thought, or maybe I, you know, I, I, maybe I don't work out for God. Maybe I work out Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. You know, I mean that, if I'm honest, that's why I started working out, (laughs) you know, and it wasn't necessarily something that, you know, I didn't wake up one day and say, you know, I need to start glorifying God with my body, so I'm gonna go out for a two mile run. Mm-hmm. It was actually quite opposite. Like, I'm disgusted with how I look. I want girls to like me, and I'm gonna start training this body so it looks better so that girls will start liking me. That yeah. was my 18 year old confession, yeah. of, but that's why I started working out. So, taking somebody who would actually like to start doing the glorify God version of exercise, Mm -hmm. what, how do I, like, what do what do I do? Do I pray on the way to the gym? Do I, you know, do I, uh, you know, think about him more journal about him more? Like when you say putting a, an actual step-by-step process, like Mm -hmm. what does that mean?
0: Well, step one is you must be a believer in Christ. Uh, someone who is not a believer in Christ, Uh, which we all were at one point, Uh, we are, unbelievers, are slaves to sin. They are dead in their trespasses. They cannot glorify God. It's impossible. No matter the amount of quote-unquote good that they do, um, we learn in Isaiah that it's considered filthy rags. You can't glorify God. You can't do good if you do not believe in him. You are completely enslaved to sin. And so you must repent of your sins. You must put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. You must love him above all else. And if you do, you will be saved. And so step one is repent of your sins and believe in Jesus Christ. And everything else can change. There, there is hope. Uh, and so after that step, uh, then it is all about the process of sanctification, which is a fancy theological term, just simply meaning becoming more like God. And so uh, the first thing that I think of is humility. Uh, the Hebrew word for humility really means to bow. Uh, it is a form of submission. Uh, it does not mean that we you know, do not acknowledge the gifts that we have. That, that, I think, is even evil. So, you know, this is why Moses could say that he was the most humble man on earth in Numbers chapter 13. We would say, oh, that's just not a humble thing to say. But it's an extremely humble thing to say. He was saying that he was the best at giving glory to God because... He is the best at giving glory to God. I mean, it's, it's this incredible reality. So one, acknowledge the gifts that God has given you. This is why it, it pains my heart uh, to hear someone say, I'm not strong or I'm not fast. I'm not good at this. You are capable. One, you're here. That's a gift. Give praise to God for that gift of simply being here. Do you know, do you know how many millions, probably literally billions of people would want to be here? Uh, Two, you have the the body that God found at this time good for you to have. Uh, And so you have everything that is necessary to bring him glory. You are capable. I want everyone to know that you are capable of serving him in this gym with the body that you have. And then you have the opportunity to learn and god has given you a mind he has given you a will he has given you the finances the food the sleep everything needed for you to be here and to train and that is such an incredible thing so one give praise to god for that gift of simply being here and having the abilities that you have because while you might not be as strong as the person next to you or as fast as the person next to you you are strong.
1: So let's talk about what may, what it may look like when let's just say you've already done step one, mm-hmm. right? You've accepted Christ as forgiver of your sins. You are, uh, you, you have put your faith in him and, but you still work out. Mm-hmm. However, it is not for the glory of God. Okay. Like maybe you're in that process of sanctification, which we, which we know happens your entire life. Yes. And, Sometimes let's, let's say some things don't get dealt with for a while mm-hmm. and you're now working out as a believer, but for your own glory, for your own self, what are some of the red flags? What are some of the, the things like you mentioned saying I'm not strong or Mm -hmm. is there, is that anything associated with that? It's because your perspective is not in alignment with knowing why you're here in the first place. So
0: I would say, let's contrast this. If a person comes in and says, I want to be, I want to be healthier. Like I have, um, a couple people on the six week challenge right now who that's, you know, they, they want to lean up. They want to get stronger. Uh, and, those are not red flags. Those are wonderful things. That's that is a good thing. One, I mean, when you look at you know, um, particularly the body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's make that a you know really good looking temple, right? Uh, let's make that a healthy and vibrant and vivacious temple. Uh, so those are really good things. I think it's how we use uh, the body that is uh going to determine whether it's glorifying to god or not if we more um just fixate on our bodies if we fixate on that little bit of body fat or if we fixate on the uh strength we don't have that's whenever it turns but it striving to get stronger and healthier and faster and all that that is perfectly in line with uh using the body as god intended it for it to be used it is and that natural use of the body brings him glory it is a good thing so it is the mindset of are are you in here to be praised yourself do you you know in a grotesque way flaunt your body around do you, you know which is which would be I don't I don't know anyone who does that here but do you flaunt your body around um, or do you uh, do you have a different volition where you desire uh, to just be better and which is right in line with our values um, it's just who we are it, which is our mission building better people it's not building better looking people. is just better. Mm. And it's that betterment, uh, that I believe truly brings God glory.
1: Yeah. What, um, what else would you say And kind of the things that you looked into on this topic were surprising or were something that you felt really led to share into, um, to speak about, you know, this, I, I told,
0: I think I told you and I told a couple others, I was, uh, reading about this it's amazing amazing how many tangents uh, this topic can actually take you on Uh, and you know we have I would say so much in our society right now that is trying to distort this reality that the body can be a beautiful and wonderful thing it uh, is designed in a way to be used in a way that is glorifying to God. And it is designed in a way that God finds beautiful and good, but it can be distorted in a way that isn't beautiful and good. And I, I want to encourage people uh, to be very quick to go to the Bible, to study it for yourself, In Christianity, we believe wholeheartedly in what's called the priesthood of the believer, where the Bible is not some, you know, metaphysical, um, impossible to understand complex bit of literature. It is very understandable. It is, you just have to sit down and read it. It can be intimidating since it's so big, but... It is very easily easy to understand for the most part, and there's so much material, especially in the English language, that helps us to understand and to parse through passages we might not fully understand, but we can understand enough, uh, because we have the Holy Spirit within us. And I want people to encourage them to be quick to go to the Bible and slow to absorb um, all of the verbiage that might be around us in this society,
1: you said you'd read a book on this topic. Which book was that? Um, I read
0: uh I read a couple honestly, but uh I read one by Jonathan Edwards uh on um freedom of, it's not freedom of the will, it was the other one. Uh I never know titles. Uh but it was about Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now I need to now I need to look on What my Kindle. What, what stood it, out? For what me. stood out was um it was What is the name of the book? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know the names of books, but I'll get it for you. Um, What stood out in there was that Jonathan uh, Jonathan Edwards was a man who admired beauty so uh, just deeply. Oh, my goodness. He... He was a, uh, in in the book you see, he was an um, ardent admirer of spiders, for example. He found, he saw them as both grotesque and yet incredibly beautiful because of the webs that they made. He, He found nature to be such an incredible thing, and just the acknowledgement and admiration of nature he expressed was glorifying to God. And of course, we see all throughout Psalms that that fits is that the look and the admiration of God's creation brings Him glory, and you know the even the mountains sing praises to God, mm-hmm. and you can't help as a believer to, to look upon those things, and you know you look at um, what we're in what we as BoomFit are in business for, and that's building better people, that is making people fitter faster, stronger, leaner, um, healthier physically, mentally, and spiritually, uh, you look at that, and we are in such an incredible business. And that this is just, one, this is just the delight of my life. This is why I'm so delighted to be here. And I want uh, everyone to be encouraged by the fact that uh, being here and striving to make yourself healthier is a good and wonderful thing.
1: So let's, yeah, let's turn that back on you because I think sometimes our personal uh, walk or our personal example can can be some of the most um, tangible examples of how to do this. So how do you glorify God through fitness? Like in your everyday, you work out a lot, you eat healthy, how does that, how do you live that out? Um,
0: one, but I would say now it's by having done all the wrong things. You know, uh, when I first came here in the podcast, I talked about how I was an ultra distance runner and I did ultra distance training and it completely broke my body down. It did not make me healthier. Uh, it did not make me a better person uh, I, it, it, I mean, it just left me just ravaged. Um, and then, um, I learned about, um, nutrition in a better way. Yes, I was vegan, but I didn't know so thoroughly about the importance of protein and the importance of when to eat carbohydrates, uh, and when to eat fats. Uh, and so now it is, um, I would say I am fueled so much by the desire to make my body as healthy and as strong and fit as it can possibly be, and not out of vanity, uh, but out of just this desire to see how far can the uh, body that God designed go. Uh, I mean, we are an incredible creation. Uh, I mean, look at. I mean. The fact that we can live in, you know off of carrot sticks and mm. celery or what I don't eat celery, but the fact that we can live off of you know veggies and fruits and legumes and do all that we do in this gym is extraordinary. And so, um, in my personal walk, it's by learning one, you know, there is such a thing as overtraining, and there is such a thing as uh, eating uh, poor. Uh, and that, that's not good. Uh, and then uh, striving to uh, glorify God in, as Paul says, in everything we uh, eat and drink or whatever we do. And This is why I personally uh, do not really advocate for cheat meals. It's because I want to glorify God in everything. I always want to, for me, be better at, or I would say be on the path of making my body better. And in that, I believe that will make my um, mind better. It will make my whole journey of sanctification better.
1: And do you feel like um, again that that's definitely unique to you, right? So mm-hmm. for um, I know, and I know you're very strict. Like when you say you don't believe in cheat meals, like you never cheat. No. Um, but you know, for somebody again trying to help encourage this process for mm-hmm. them. Of maybe it's a shift in perspective. Maybe they align with the values that you're sharing and maybe they are agreeing with the thought, but but it just hasn't fully come full circle to where now listening to this podcast, they might say, you know what? that That's a great way to put it. Um, I never thought that the way I eat glorifies God, right? Or mm-hmm. that a cheat meal could potentially be unglorifying to this temple that he's entrusted me yes. with. Um how would you encourage further pursuit of that thought?
0: Well, it it's part and parcel of discipline. I mean, it, you have to actively be thinking about it. it. You have to actively be pursuing glorifying God and worshiping him and Having the heart and the the mind to do so, and uh, everything uh, we Paul Paul even says uh, that we should be praying literally unceasingly, uh, and what that means is that we are in this constant state of just communion with God or fellowship with God, and it is definitely a skill. It, it's it's a practice. Uh, we don't just become it overnight. So one, I would say give yourself grace because you're not going to just right off the bat be good at it Uh, and even after years you probably won't be great at it Uh, and if you are let me know uh, how you're great at it because I want in on whatever it is you're doing Uh, but it is one about I would say coming to a community and surrounding yourself with the people who have that mindset and that that is why one i fell in love with boomfit so quickly is that ascribed on our wall out there is faith as being one of our three core values and it is uh, as you said the um soil upon which our gym is built it is the foundation of who we are so coming here uh, I would say one you're going to see people who have just this drive to be better and to be healthier uh, but it's not uh, I can I don't know anyone here uh, and I think it's because of the community and the family of whom, of whom we are that is doing so in just this bad way it's always it's always good from all the people I talk to uh, and so come and surround yourself with a community like this and then two um, practice actively praying more and practice actively um, talking with God. It doesn't... Talking with God and communing with Him does not look like having to bow your head, put your hands together, and close your eyes, and then pray. It can look like in your mind, right before the workout, um, you praising God for the ability to be here. Thank you, God. I'm going to work really hard uh, Mm. because you've given me the ability. You know, I
1: think about... um... Worship at church, right? So um, singing, praising God, right? Typically done before the before the message. Mm-hmm. And in that environment, everyone is doing that in their own unique way. Some people have their eyes open. Some people have their eyes closed. Yep. Some people have their hands up. Some people have their hands <laughs> in their pockets. Some people have their hands behind their back um some people are crying some people are not right there's there's so many different ways but that's the beauty is that everyone has their own unique worship relationship with god and i think exercise is the same way and and i want to bring this kind of full circle as we probably are close to wrapping up is does that mean that everybody needs to not cheat or does that mean that everybody needs to have a certain way of approaching their exercise routine or their prayer life or their scripture meditation. No, because it, it what's beautiful is that God has zero expectations of us <laughs> that you could literally, he just loves you. And that's hard for us to understand because we are very almost relationally exchanged, um, in our, uh, transactional approach to life. But for, for God, he loves us just as we are, whether, your hands are up while you're uh, singing worship or whether your hands are not, right? Mm-hmm. Whether your mouth is moving or it's closed. And and I feel like that's exactly how it is here when we exercise or in stewarding our body. Now what I've done or what I've what I can say from my own testimony is man, I'm gonna feel a lot better in my health, physically in my ability to glorify God with my emotional confidence and my security and my self-worth. If I'm taking care and stewarding this body, well, Mm -hmm. not only that, but I'm able to physically do more (laughs) in, in ministry and longevity, assuming right. A healthy body lasts longer than Mm -hmm. an unhealthy body. And so the stewardship alone and the glorification alone, uh, makes more sense when you're healthy than when you're not. Yes. Um, but it does it by no means makes it by no means makes one person better than the other person um, because like you said, we're all, in sanctification together yeah. uh, or individually with God but in our relationship with Him in our, in our sanctification process with Him so um, I just felt like I wanted to say that because I think it made me think of the worship piece and it is you know some people think well like man that person's got their hands up and their eyes are closed and they memorize the songs so now I all of a sudden feel like I have to do that but in reality no you don't like God doesn't want you to be a carbon copy of another person yeah. He made in His image he made you in his image, and he wants you to be you. Even if that means you're unhealthy, he still wants you to be you. Now, you know, that's why he put BoomFit in your life. <laughs> yeah. That's why he put the calling on our lives to help you in this area of your life because we believe that if you are exercising, that you're going to become a better version of you, which obviously means you're going to be, become a better follower of christ right and so i've always said i'm like that applies even to the holiest of uh holy pastors right or Mm -hmm. priests in the world if they're not exercising my personal belief is there's still a better version of that pastor or that priest that's waiting to come out that if he started exercising would come out or if he started eating better so that's kind of the core belief in building better people um So for you, Jacob, kind of in wrapping this up and closing, um, what would you say are some final thoughts, encouragements that you want to leave people as we kind of started the podcast with putting an actual how-to or defining glorifying God through exercise, through eating healthy? How would you kind of close this out? Well, final thought is
0: uh, that, you know, uh, we are designed to work hard. We are designed uh, to honestly work out, whether that's you know, actually chopping wood so that you can start a fire, or by coming to the gym and throwing around barbells. And you know, so one, even if you are really tired and you're not feeling up to it, but you're, you're not sick or anything like that, uh, come to the gym. I, I just just last week, I, so many people were coming to the gym and it was so cool to hear they were saying, man, I'm so tired. I really had to force myself here and I, I told them, I said, "I am willing to bet you anything that you're going to feel a lot better when you're done." Sure enough, uh, they feel better. They love it. They, you know, they, they still might be tired, but honestly they're not as tired. Uh, and it's because you are fulfilling the role in which God gave you, the mechanics in which God gave you uh, to be uh, a better version of yourself before. And so this is, you know, this is part and parcel of why you feel better. So come to the gym. Be a regular person here. It is going to make you a better person and you will always be happier after the fact. And then uh, I guess in final closing is that, you know, i guess just a reiteration of the gospel which is to believe in jesus christ as your lord and savior acknowledge the fact that you are a sinner you have sinned against god you are worthy of hell you are worthy of eternal condemnation against god because of your sins but because christ died on the cross for your sins because he paid the ultimate price if you believe in him you will be saved the wrath due you will be stopped And Christ and God himself will love you for all eternity. And you will get to worship him in a state of perfection for all eternity and get to fulfill the ultimate reason why you are here on this earth, which is to glorify him.
1: Can I share something? Um, Yesterday, and I know you're supposed to close this out, (laughs) but you saying that, I feel led to share this. Um, I shared it with Alicia. I went out for a run. We were in Marfa for Rob and Casey's wedding and Marfa is a tiny town population, like 1700 people. <clears throat> and, um, and I ran on Saturday in the afternoon before the wedding and the temperature changes from like afternoon was probably like 88 dry 90. The morning was like 55 gorgeous. And I was going to the gym, but the gym actually is like half a mile away from the hotel, which covers almost half the town. And it was so gorgeous. I'm like, you know, probably like not even, not even a hundred meters away from the hotel. I'm like, I want to go get my running shoes on because we don't have many more of these cool weathered morning runs left. In College Station, they might be gone already. So I go get my running shoes on And I go out, which is common. Sunday mornings, I go out usually from four and a half to six and a half miles. And it's not fast. It's very slow. And, you know, for me in line with this podcast, it's, it's really worship, right? I listen to worship music. It is very much not intended to be, yes, it's a run and I get the physiological benefit, which I am very like now like addicted to. And I love that, but it really is worship for me. And, and it's a time that I feel the Lord kind of speaks to me and coaches me because I'm attentive. Well, it just so happened I'm running. I ran one direction on, fr- on sat- uh Saturday afternoon. So Sunday morning, I'm like, let me go this other direction. Well, I, I ran through, and this is going to sound a little sad and maybe morbid to some people, but I ran, I saw a cemetery. And I thought, I'm going to just go run through the cemetery just because, I mean, I'm running, I'm listening to worship music. I see all these tombstones, right? Uh, years. Obviously Dates. And it was in that moment, you know, and I just and what I share with Alicia when I got back. I mean, I did. I mean, I ran through it probably a solid seven or eight minutes, right? Enough to really. And I've just felt the Lord, one in His beauty, reminding me of the how temporary this residence is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand that throughout the time that we're here then death is very, very scary. And it's very, very um, hard. But for me, running through that cemetery, it was not that. It was, in it, again, I preface this with how I, when I run and the worship music and what is happening like in that time. So it was, God was like, I'm in a spiritual feeling of God is near me, right? And even as believers, we have moments of not feeling that or feeling that. I'm in a moment of feeling he's with me on that run. Like he's with me, I'm running with him, and we're running through the cemetery, and he's just reminding me that, you know, and I, and I told Alicia this. I go, if you live your life, you're in the, the longer, let's say this, you live your life knowing that truth, the less you fear death. The less you live your life knowing that truth, the more you fear death, because you fear that when it's done, it is done. But as believers in Christ and what you said, eternal life. Mm -hmm. And it almost made me think, you know, we're about to go on our vacation to Florida and, and, you know, and I always, my kids, I love them so much. You know, I love them. And anybody listening or knows me knows I love them, that I really believe that God has, you know, entrusted me to be almost their spiritual coach in life. Right. Obviously he's the ultimate coach, but they're at a season in life that, you know, they're, you know, my, my prayers that he will be their coach for life, you know, but right now I'm their dad and I got to help them, you know, course correct them. And, and Kate and I have a beautiful relationship and so do my boys and I, and and it's beautiful that at these age appropriate moments, you get to coach them spiritually and, and about things in life. And, And I started trying to think like if I was going to use an illustration for my kids, you know, about the difference between this life that we're living and eternity, which is very hard. See, with kids, it's very hard because it's really you're trying to explain something. And and even with adults, it's hard. But then I thought to myself, we do this vacation every year and it's one week and we go with our closest friends and their kids and it's on the beach and it's now our fifth year. So our kids look forward to it. We've been counting down for months, you know, and it's coming up. We're four days, five days away. But the illustration I would give my kids is this life is like that one week. Like we don't live for that week. That week is great and it's beautiful. And there's so much that we can appreciate from being on the beach and with our friends. And, you know, the view And and this life is beautiful. Beautiful and let's appreciate it and let's love it because it is God's creation and He's give, given us the, given us these relationships and these people and so many beautiful things—a work, a vocation uh, that we get to do, and a marriage and a family. But let's be honest—that we the week is one week. Like we go home and we're right back to, and and that's the illustration I want to give my kids is that really, the week is a small period of, we'll call it the year, or in this case, eternity. Um, And I just love that you brought that up. And I think, you know, I just felt led to share kind of running through the cemetery because sometimes it can be very um, sad. But if you live the majority of your life knowing, and, and, you know, God's word is very clear, and it's very encouraging. And Jesus came to, to not just give you eternal life, but abundant life here on earth as well. It's not just for that because, you know, it's always like, well, for Christianity, I think sometimes the cell can be you'll live forever. And you. no, it's like, yeah, you'll. that's a, yes, that's great. And that's forever is awesome. Like that's ex- exciting. That's why Alicia's tattoo says heaven is my home is because she wants to remind herself that, there won't be brokenness there. There won't be tragedy or death in that all the loved ones that we've ever had will be reunited with. But at the same time, he came to give you abundant life here. And so um, that run, it was very much like I've never ran, ever ran through a cemetery. Um, I've never actually even had those thoughts in going through a cemetery. But when you see, you know, the the birthdays and the death days of so many people and uh, I just felt like the Lord was just encouraging me in that and now uh, hopefully encouraging others so thank you for sharing thank you all right thanks Jacob appreciate it once again thanks for listening if you live in Bryan College Station we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.